of the Lord. Uh, well, in our time together this morning, what I would like to do for us is uh, simply to tell you a story this morning. That's uh, all that I really have. It's uh, a story that parts of it, for many of you, will sound very familiar. You'll, you'll think to yourself, I've, I've heard this before. Uh, but there are parts of the story that are so wild, so fantastical, uh, so too good to be true sounding, but also so crazy that you'll, you'll think to yourself, no way is this a true story. But I, I assure you, this one, this one is real. Uh, this is the story I'd like to tell you. It's the story of a kingdom, uh, a kingdom that had known some good, uh, a kingdom that had, has been around for some time and, and continues on to this day, uh, a, a kingdom that knew some good but also, uh, but also plenty of bad. This is a, a kingdom that had spent years and years and years living in darkness. This is a, a kingdom where no one can seem to get along, a, a kingdom torn apart by anger, by violence, by the constant threat and reality of war. Uh, this is a, a kingdom full of slaves, of people who, who wear chains and shackles around the wrists and their ankles, but also around their, their hearts. This is a, a kingdom where the dark, stormy clouds of guilt and shame always seem to be hanging just above uh, each person's heads. Uh, this is a kingdom in which there are many enemies many enemies that are battled daily, that always seem to be getting the upper hand, and yet there's one in particular that seems to have won. Uh, this is a, a kingdom that is desperately in need of a king. Uh, but once you know it, that's exactly what this kingdom got. Uh, on a day that almost no one saw coming, although they should have, uh, a king arrived on the scene, a king who didn't look the part, but was exactly what these people needed. This was a, a, a king who wasn't just a king, but was also like a father to the people. And not just a father, but also a brother. And, and not just a brother, but also like a friend to these people. This is a, a king who is immensely powerful, but also unendingly loving. Uh, this is a, a king who came to shine his light into the darkness of, of their hearts to a people who were wandering and lost and alone and, and scared. And this king came to shine his light and, and burn away the stormy clouds of, of guilt and shame. Uh, this is a king who came bearing peace, who, who came to bring hope. Uh, uh, this is a king who, who removed the chains and shackles that, that weighed down his, his people. He set them this is a, a king who brought victory against their enemy, even that greatest of enemies. And, and he didn't win this, this battle and, and bring this victory by sending in armies while he sat back and, and watched. He didn't use a, a, a group of hired hands. No, this king won the battle himself. He was willing and did make the ultimate sacrifice in order to earn his people's freedom. What an amazing king this is. What amazing things this, kid, this king did for his kingdom. Now, uh, you might imagine that this kingdom, this very real kingdom full of very real people, that, that life with this kind of king on the scene would look drastically different than it used to. That, that these people would be walking around dancing and skipping and jumping and praising their king and worshiping their, their, their king. And that life would look completely different than how it used to. Where there was darkness, there was light. Where there was wars and anger and jealousy, there would be peace. Where there were chains and shackles, now there would be freedom. But sadly, that wasn't quite the case. Maybe it was because old habits die hard or because history has a, 
a way of repeating itself. These people, for, for reasons that are hard to explain, continued to live as if the king wasn't there. I, I mean, the king was in their midst. He was in their classrooms and offices and, and even in their homes and their coffee shops and, and dry cleaners, but they were, they were so consumed by, by their phones and, and by looking at themselves in the mirror that they, they didn't notice the king who was right there in their midst. And, and so these people who had everything, who had the most amazing king, who did the most amazing things for them, they continued to live in darkness. They continued to wander. They continued to be afraid and scared and alone. These, these people, they, they continued to put back on the chains and the shackles that weighed them down. They, they made themselves slave again. They had been set free, but they chose to go back. These people, they, they continued to treat each other, not like equals, who had everything given to them by a gracious king, but they continued to, to treat each other like, like the enemy. Uh, maybe most sadly of all, these people sometimes even treated that king, that good and gracious king, like he was the enemy. Uh, those stormy clouds of guilt and shame still hung over each and every head. Sadly, on some days, it didn't feel, it didn't look like the king had come at all, even though... He was there, even after all he had done. But you see, this king, oh, this king, he, he wasn't content to watch his people wander in darkness. He, he, he couldn't bear to watch how they treated each other and, and, and how alone and scared they were. And so this king, because he loved his people so much, he, he chose a few from among them. Uh, he, he chose a few people in that kingdom through whom he would work, people that he would use to share his message of freedom and grace and life and forgiveness. And, and the people he chose were not at all the kind of people that you might expect a king like him to choose. He didn't choose the powerful or the prestigious people. Uh, he didn't handpick those who, who had the fancy letters before their name or all the titles uh, that, that come with it. Uh, this king didn't choose the rich people or, or just the wealthy people. No, no, this king chose the poor people, the the ordinary people, the, the always humble people. See, this king chose people who, who simply trusted in what he had done. He, he chose people who trusted that, that he would do what he said he would do. He chose people simply of faith. Not people who had proved their worth or, or who, who had proven that they could get things done. Just people who simply looked to him and trusted in all that he had done. And these people, these people of faith, these people that he had chosen, he, he called them his ambassadors. That was their title, and that was their job. They were ambassadors. Uh, they were sent out by the king because the king wasn't content to wait around for people to come by him. And so he chose these ambassadors, and he, and he sent them out into their communities. And, and their job was not, it was not to be the king, because there already was one of those. And, and the job of, of these ambassadors was, was not to be the savior of, of anything or anyone, because the king had that covered. No, no the, the job of these ambassadors, of these chosen people, was, was simply to represent the king. To, wherever they lived, wherever they worked, wherever they played, their, their job was simply... To, to share and give what they had been given. They were ambassadors. They were representatives. So, so that the world might know that there was a king who had come, 
so that the world might experience all that he had to give away. These ambassadors would go into their classrooms full of classmates, into the, their offices full of co-workers, into their coffee shops and dry cleaners full of neighbors, and into their own homes full of family members. And, and with their mouths, uh, they would represent their king. They would declare, there is a king who has come who loves you, dear friends, dear neighbors, dear co-workers, dear classmates. And, and he has set you free, and he has forgiven you from your sin, and, and he has defeated your enemy. So open your eyes and open your hearts. Believe and, and trust that this is possible. No, not, not that, that it's just possible, but that it's yours. That was the job of these ambassadors to share the good news of the king with all people because this king wanted all people to know what he had come to do. And, and yet they wouldn't just share the news of their king with their mouth, but, but also with their lives because sometimes actions speak louder than words and, and, and sometimes it's actions which open up the door to words. And, and so these ambassadors with their hands and their feet and, and, and everything they were, they would be embodied representatives of their good and gracious king. That the mercy that they, would ha that they had received, they would give and share away. The forgiveness that was theirs from their king, they would pour out. The love and the kindness, they would reflect in their relationships. The reconciliation and the peace that they had with their, with their king, well, they would live out with their family members and friends. These were ambassadors, representatives of the king, sent out so that the world might know that the king had come, that he was here and of all that he had done. Now what this king knew before he ever called one of his people to be his ambassador, what this king was sure of is, is that this calling came with its own set of temptations, as every calling does. Uh, what this king knew was that sometimes these ambassadors would, would treat this calling, this life that they had been called to, as, as just another job, as a nine to five, something you clock in and, and clock out of. Uh, but that's not what this calling was about. That's not what it meant to live as an ambassador. Uh, what the king also knew was, was that sometimes these ambassadors would tire of, of being ambassadors. They wouldn't want to represent the king. They would want to live for themselves. They would want to go their own way, do their own thing, speak their own words, seek their own glory. The, the king knew about all the temptations that were coming to his chosen people, and yet he still chose them. He would forgive them, he would gather them in, and continue to send them out. What this king also knew was that his ambassadors sometimes would feel totally inadequate. They just wouldn't feel up to the job. They would be wearied and worn out and, and tired. They would think to themselves that they don't have the words, or, or they don't know enough, or, or that the burden is just much too heavy for them to carry. And, and that's why he would continue to speak to them his words of love to remind them that it wasn't up to them, that they didn't have to carry the, the burdens of their, their classrooms or their offices or their coffee shops or their homes because he was carrying the weight of the world upon his own shoulders. Their only job was to spend time with him, listening to him, receiving from him, talking to him. And, and then, then the more they got to know their king, the more, piece by piece, never all at once, they would be able to share who he was and what he had done with those people that they had come into contact with. They were ambassadors, representatives of their king, sent out into their world, to wherever they had come from, so that more and more people might first know what he had done or be reminded of what he had come to do. 
case you couldn't tell, dear friends, this story I share with you, it is a true story, and it also just so happens to be yours. It's mine. It's, it's our story as Christians. That's who we are. We are ambassadors of our King Jesus. Our King Jesus has come to us to do exactly what we need, to, to those of us living in darkness and guilt and, and shame in a world full of wars and violence and anger and, and jealousy where, where we are slaves to sin. King Jesus came into, into our lives to set us free, to forgive us from our shins, sins, to shine our light, his light, into our darkness, to defeat our enemies. But, but because this world continues to wander in darkness, because we all continue to return to sin, because the world needs to know about what Jesus has done. He has chosen you, not because you're so great or so smart or because you've checked all the boxes, but, but because you simply believe and trust in him. God has chosen you to be an ambassador for your King Jesus, a representative of, of everything that, that he has done and everything that he is. You are an ambassador of King Jesus, and with your words and with your actions, you are called to represent him. He sends you back to wherever you came from, to your coffee shops and dry cleaners, to your offices and classrooms, back into your home to share his love with those who have never heard it before and to those who need to hear it again and again and again. You are an ambassador of your King Jesus. And what a king he is. What a joy it is to represent a king like him who has done so much for us king who has laid down his life and rose again. That's who you represent. Again, what a joy it is. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, now, after having heard and received the word and message of our Lord Jesus, we have the opportunity to respond and to confess our faith in that King Jesus. And, and as we speak our creed together today, this is just one of the ways that we represent him to the world. The, the creed is a way that, that teaches us the faith, uh, but it's also a bold proclamation of what we believe. And so we speak together these words with one voice, united as God's people. As his ambassadors, we confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. <clears throat> 